Well, we finished with our one week's vacation and we're well rested and relaxed and God, that feels crazy to say that. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, subsistence farmers using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it, and we don't make all misstatements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast July 10th, 2014. Well, I think one reason you think that that sounds crazy to say that is that we really aren't rested. We didn't really get that much of a vacation. And that leads to the question of today's podcast, can subsistence farmers ever really take a vacation? (laughs) And I think it's, I mean, we did go away. So we went to the lake. It's only 30 minutes away. And because it's only 30 minutes away, we really didn't have to get somebody to look after the farm. We looked after the farm. We made a trip back every day. day. We came back here and... Checked on the chickens and checked on the dog and checked on the vegetables and checked on the fruit. And um, we even had some um, things that were supposed to be delivered here. And we checked on those and made sure that was all okay. Um, and then in the middle of all of that, we, we also had a rehearsal nearly every night for the play that you and Adrian and I will be in at Wetumpka Depot Players, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, which is a fun play. We're having a great oh, time. Oh, it's great. And, and you know, that happens anytime. You and I have been in shows plenty of times before. So we know the routine. You do have, you get this close to showtime, you're going to have lots of rehearsals. And we knew that when we planned our vacation, it was during those times. Luckily, the lake place isn't all that far from Wetumpka. It's about thirty minutes, That's same right. as this is. So it didn't really that didn't really change this uh, scenario we're describing, except to say that we planned a vacation at a time that's busy with other commitments, which is probably a mistake on our part. Maybe so. <laughs> but you know, we like to go around the time of the Fourth of July. That is so- an annual ritual for us. We look forward to, particularly, we look forward to being there on the fourth. And then reclaiming the lake after the holiday weekend is finished and everyone goes home. And that was true again this year. The lake was quiet and gorgeous almost, after July the 4th. Yeah, almost. I mean, well, you know, the weekend, it was on a Friday. The 4th was on a Friday. So Saturday was still really busy. And Sunday we were gone a good bit during the day. We had rehearsal and we had church and then a rehearsal. But uh, by the time we came home Sunday evening... It was quiet again. It was yeah, lovely. It was just lovely. So, That's right. Um, anyway. Uh, and, and all of that, I mean, we have to stop and acknowledge that there were moments of sublime beauty at Lake Martin this week. We had a great time. Um, we were glad to be there. It's a nice place to be. And you could not have asked for better weather on the 4th of July itself. Boy, wasn't that lovely. Just a nice breeze the whole time. It was low humidity, cooler than usual. Temperatures in the 80s as opposed to, the, I guess, low 80s even. Low, low. 80s. Uh, yeah. So it was very pleasant, and I'm not complaining about that. And I think, you know, the question we raise probably applies to a lot of other people who are involved in farming, which is, you know, 
when or under what circumstances can one take a vacation? And what could we have done to make it an even more relaxing uh, time? Well, one thing you thought of is, well, we could wait till a different time of the year to go. How about winter time? <laughs> well, that certainly would simplify things from the vegetable and fruit front. Uh, we grow vegetables straight, straight through the year, and I don't know of any plans to change that. But what we've learned is in the winter, everything slows down. So you can be gone for two, three, or four days, and the pests don't go crazy. The drought doesn't go crazy. Um, it, your vegetables are going to be fine. Right. And so we could get away with it a little more easily if mm -hmm. we did this in the winter time. But then we'd still have the chickens and we'd still have the dog. Now we could he could stay at the vet and he actually likes to go to the vet. They love him there. So Oh, they take good care of him. They take good care of him. Feed so him too much as a matter of Well, fact. he's he's fine. But um we will have chickens straight through, we hope. Now we we talked about on a, a podcast of several weeks ago about suggestions that um some of the workshops we've attended that, that came up about, well, there might, maybe it's good to have a time you don't have chickens. You know, you kind of clear them out. And so, I mean, that's always, that's a, that's a very extreme option. But, you know, if you were to practice what um, our instructor suggested in the workshop that, you know, sometimes it's good just as far from a disease standpoint. And, a, a, and there were certainly a couple of days during this, quote, vacation, close quote, when I would have thought that was a wonderful option. Yeah, let's just do away with the chickens for a while and get some new ones later. <laughs> but that's not an option right now. Now, one thing we could have done is ask someone else to take care of things for us, to check in instead of our having to do it. True. Um, maybe a neighbor or something like that. The difficulty is, A, do you trust them you know, to do the right thing, to understand what needs to be done and so forth? And B, it's just real hard to find somebody these days who has the the time, the wherewithal, and the willingness to be that dependable and check in every right. day and make sure they, yeah. and you're totally dependent on them if you have someone like that. You know, if they fail to follow through, then that's just cruel. Well, then the animals suffer or the, you know, the, the vegetables suffer, etc. Um, and then, of course, there is the option of just not going. People t talk about staycations, but I have to tell you, I don't like that option. I love to travel, and I just have to get away, and especially this time of the year when it's so hot and humid outside, um, being at the lake, at least you can get in the water, go out on the boat. Um, you know, you, you don't have to just be um, cooped up inside to try to stay out of the heat, so it's, and, it's nice to see something different. And there is just no way that I can envision how Lee and Amanda Borden could stay on this farm and not work. It, it Work just woos us. Yeah, that's true. It we, calls so sweetly. Yeah, we, we wouldn't be able to relax. So, you know, we, we know that's not an option. Um you know, we, we like I said, we could we're in the play. We could have scheduled a vacation when we're not obligated to do anything else, and that's certainly something to think about for the future. Is to plan the time around that, uh, around lack of obligations. To On do reflection, other that would have made a difference because at, you know this as well as anyone. Part of what made this so stressful for us is the daily run to the farm and working for 
somewhere between an hour and two hours every day at the farm and then having to rush back to clean up, get a shower, and put on the right clothes to run to Wetumpka and be at Wetumpka late at night. Not, you know, we're, we're not by nature, we're not geared to that schedule right now. Not now, but it's funny because, as I said earlier, you and I are seasoned veterans of the of the community sure. theater stage and we know what it's like we know that rehearsals typically go late and for for us late is like nine thirty. you know what i mean for and, and that is people, very late for yeah. us yeah so uh for our body clock maybe even nine is late so the point is we're adjusting to that and uh it's just a matter of the timing so one thing we can do is when we're in a production, say, well, this is not the week to take the vacation. Let's do the vacation another time. And the fact of the matter is we could have done that and probably enjoy going to the lake in September when this is over. And maybe we'll want to do that. You know, that's always an option. Maybe so. Um, of course, one thing you mentioned is is people, and I can't speak to this personally because I don't know what people who have a farm that would be considered monoculture do. That is, if you see a farmer who just has a field of corn, just all you have is corn. Um, I guess you could say, well, I don't have corn in the wintertime, so in the winter, um, it's all going to be just plowed under, or I put my cover crop in, and I'm going on vacation. I would think that's an option. I'm almost certain it is. So, in fact, um, you get a lot of snowbirds who come down to Florida. That's what I was about to say, is we are aware of stories of farmers who work very hard during the growing season, but during the winter, they take off for Florida. Yeah, and hang out down there for four or five or six weeks. And that's an idea that I could turn over in my mind very easily and be very happy with. (laughs) (laughs) Except, you know what? The season I want to take off is summer. The summers are sweltering. Actually, I enjoy winter here. Summer is what this time of the year just gets miserable. So um, I've had one friend who's in Alaska right now. Shout out to Susan. Another friend who's about to go to Alaska right now or in in a couple of weeks. Shout out to Tony. You women are among the smartest people I know. (laughs) This is the time of year to go to Alaska. Yes. Uh, The heat just drains me. So um, that's certainly something to think about for the future is maybe uh, plant crops more in the fall. Of course, so much of what I like to eat, like squash, which we're getting in abundance this year, comes this time of the year. So, you know. But you're describing a direction that's opposite where we're traveling. We're traveling toward more and more different polycultures that don't lend themselves to big, you know, long seasons of the year when nothing is happening. I know. I know. I'm just we're dreaming. We're going to have something happening all the time. And yeah. the farther we get along that road, the fewer seasons there are when nothing is happening. So. And that's part of what we're about. But as I said, I'm just dreaming. I'm dreaming, yeah. dreaming of how it would feel right now to be sitting in a cool climate and, you know, basking in ocean breezes or mountain breezes or something like that. <laughs> and one advantage of that, the, you know, mountain breezes go far away and so forth is once you get that far away, there's no way you can keep checking on things. That's right. So you, it sort of it, it would force us to explore one or more of these other options more carefully if we were to travel to a more distant location. And for us, because we're unlikely to want to give up on our 
plans here. It would just be a matter of having someone else take care of the place. Now, you know, if we got big enough, if we decided to expand and somehow make money doing this, then maybe we could afford to hire some staff. But right now, as it stands, we don't have that money. That's not an option. So, you know. And, you know, one last thing that probably bears noting, and that is in the future, we fully expect it will be harder for any of us to travel for any significant distance. Uh, Petroleum, fossil fuel energy is going to become either so expensive or so unavailable that ordinary folks like us won't be able to use it on an everyday basis. So all of this may be uh, sort of a vestige of the fossil fuel age, and we may be laughing that we were even having this conversation if we're talking about it 20 years from now. Right. And, and of course, then the issue is much larger than can subsistence farmers take a vacation. Uh, then it becomes a question of the lifestyle of most of the people we know or most of the people who are, you know, are members of our culture. What do we do to consider ourselves going on vacation? And that's a subject for a whole other podcast. I don't want yeah, to get into it now. At that point, it's more like, what do we do to eat? Yeah, and that's right. And what do we do to be safe and so yeah. forth? Yeah, I agree with you that this will be the least of our problems once we get to that point. But um, for the for the time being, and as we contemplate the fact that we, I think everyone needs to take a vacation in some form, um, then... We've got to think through how we want to do it, and unle- until we're willing to change, it'll be more of the same, the same kind of thing we're doing now. Um, and I'll leave it on the note of saying that one of my fond dreams is that I can figure out a way to go to the UK for the entire summer one year, because I've, I've spent a summer over there, and it was just lovely. Um, and so... You know, that's that's one of my dreams. How I'll make it work, I don't know. But Oh, I know how you'll make it work. You'll leave your husband to run everything while you're gone. And I guess we would have a far simpler operation that summer. It wouldn't try to grow nearly so many vegetables. We wouldn't try to take on any major projects. It'd just be a matter of managing what we're doing. So stay tuned. Maybe that will happen. Uh, but in the meantime, back to reality. Uh, we hope you have a really good week. And uh, stay cool if you're in a hot climate the way we are. And um, we just thank you for joining us. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama, 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log and check in with Lee and Amanda. That's longleafbreeze.com.